Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time you covered Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host. He's back this week. I cut him for a week, man. <laughs> well, I, I was so bad the week before. Someone asked me, they go, how was the broadcast? I go, oh, man, I was terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> well, it's, it's never good when you're falling asleep during the break, man. <laughs> he is Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. He only got suspended for one week. But the, the next time, man, it's a month, I'm telling you. Can you just say I'm on injured reserve No, or something? he's suspended. You, 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 no. I mean, you're taking me back to my school days, Mike. Man, I'm suspended, suspended, cut. Not cut. Cut because I brought you back. Maybe I moved you to the JV. You just did a podcast or something for that that week. I tell you. Well, I'm glad to be back with you. Well, I'm excited about today's guest. You know, it took it took me a little bit to get him, but I've done a lot of research, and this is a guy that's doing great work. He really is, and and uh, I don't think he sleeps much. I got to tell you, I really don't. He is Pastor Chad Johnson. He's the team chaplain for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and he's the founder of ElevateInternational.org. And as we talk uh, to Pastor Chad Johnson, a couple of ways to look at the information and look up uh, some of the stuff that he's doing. Uh, One is a website, ChadMJohnson.com. It's one word, ChadMJohnson.com or ElevateInternational.org. One word again, ElevateInternational.org. Pastor Chad, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Hey, and also, he's a pastor, too. Well, he's, man, he's uh, busy. <laughs> he's busy. Man, yeah, hold on now. Hold, hold on. Yeah, you I, don't even play in the church softball team anymore. That's because I got hurt running down the first no, base, man. you tell me you're too busy. Look at this guy. He's in Los Angeles. He's in Pittsburgh. He's, we're, Pastor Chad, are you uh, located in Phoenix? Yeah, right now I'm here, uh, of course, working with the Los Angeles Dodgers during spring training, which is just one of the most fun times of the year. And of course, don't want, well, don't, I don't want you to have to eat your heart out right now, but it's 90 degrees. Well, we just had 13 uh, inches of snow. Hey, <laughs> you know? Chad, you're about to get cut too, man. <laughs> I'm about to put you on the bench here in a minute. <laughs> And yeah. I'm still snowballing. That, that, hey, hey, that that's Mike's. Co- Mike's been a coach for like 35 years. I, yeah, so, just so means that's his, I'm old. That's his coaching. That's his coaching style coming out. Uh, that, right, right. You talk <laughs> 90. And, I yeah. still haven't yeah. put my snowblower away for two days. I don't want to talk about it, man. <laughs> it it's, was it was bad, yeah. Chad. So if it's it 95 down there. 
it was hopefully you're not breaking out in hives it, with that kind of heat. It just kept snowing, Chad. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't stop. I'd you know I'd look outside. It just slowed down a little bit. I'd go get a glass of milk. Look again. It was like a blizzard. Man, I'm telling you. Good, but good, you. good for you, guy. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. One of us should be happy with the weather. Hey, when when you're down at spring training with the Dodgers, do you get a chance? Um, to to talk to these guys is it is it an easier uh, atmosphere for you to do what you what you're looking to accomplish? Yeah, I love spring training. Um, it's just such a great time because obviously you know for baseball players they're all over throughout the throughout the year. You know during their season they're never in the city more than you know four or five days usually, and so um, you know during spring training they're here for almost six seven straight weeks. And uh, it's it's really good because they get in the routine, and you know, of course, before every season, I, this is my 15th season uh, in the NFL, serving in the NFL, and this is my ninth serving uh, with Major League Baseball. And so, you know, there's quite, you know, big differences, uh, such pretty big contrast between the two sports. Um, but specifically with spring training, you know, right before the season, everybody's really excited. You know, it's the start of a new new season, a new day. And, uh, the guys are, you know, always receptive and really ready to do whatever they need to to get the position to be as good as they can for the year. So it's a great time. So how are the Dodgers looking for this year? Well, it, every year, the last probably six, seven years, we're thinking, <laughs> you know, nothing less than a World Series would be. Uh, uh, yeah, that's so, right. We, we've uh, had... That's the way it's kind of looked. Yep. Um, and I think just more of the same this year, you know. Okay. I think there's a great confidence. Uh, Dave Roberts is an awesome, awesome skipper and just a great guy and a great leader. And so there's a lot of good energy. And, of course, not to mention the sun again, but the Arizona sun and the blue skies help. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it helps the energy <laughs> helps right the there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we've had A.J. Ellis on before. You know, he caught for oh, the Dodgers yeah. for, for many years. Um, Mike, yeah, you know where he's he— from that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. He's the only uh, Major League <laughs> Baseball player that comes north for the winter, man. <laughs> <laughs> he married a girl from here, and he said, I, "Look, I love her, but I got to I got to come north for the winter. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I do what I have to do." And he actually came dude. and sat in studio with us uh, for an hour, and just a really good man, walking worthy. And really I know yeah. that I read an article that when he got traded from the Dodgers, he was sad that he. Uh, I know he's pretty good friends with, uh, with with that starting pitcher Clayton Kershaw. And they were pretty good friends, and and he said he's going to miss that whole organization. And he went on to say, "What a class act from the top to the bottom the Dodgers are." Yeah, well, you know, AJ specifically, he was it was such a cool thing as a chaplain and as a friend to him to kind of watch his his growth and process and development. Um, you know, I was with him for eight years, and so I had the chance to see him. You know, kind of go through that whole, I'm on the bubble, you know, going down to the farm club and up to getting called up to major leagues and back down and then back up and really seeing him get established over the last, you know, five, six years has been awesome because it couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, Chad, he has one of the greatest stories, and I've, I've, I've recounted this several times on Faith in the Zone, that they were playing um, the, the Giants, Giants and Buster Posey came up to the plate and he said, Buster, you know, has a great love for the Lord. And he said, Clayton was pitching. And he said, Buster stepped in the box. And he said, I just said, hey, what would you think about that study today in Romans? Wasn't that awesome? 
And Buster <laughs> said, yeah, that's that's great. And he go, and then AJ said, but he really wasn't biting. So he said, I, I just said, what about, what about, what, what were your thoughts there on Romans 7? And he said, AJ stepped out of the box and looked at me and goes, hey, I, AJ, I'll talk. I'll talk Romans with you in a little bit, but right now I'm getting ready to face one of the best major league pitchers in, you know, period. In the game, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I got to buckle down and get ready. Yeah, I said that. Say, say, what'd you hear about Romans 7? Then throw him a mean curveball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chad, that's how Christians talk smack right there. That's him talking smack. Hey, let, yeah, let's talk Romans 7, man. You want to talk 7? I'll talk 7 with you. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, can we talk a little bit about um, about your upbringing, where you were born and raised, and, and a little bit about uh, where you went to school, stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. I I came up, I like to say, uh, you know, I came up in a leave it to beaver type home and just uh incredible all-American family in a small little bitty mountain town in southwest Colorado called, uh, the town's name is Dolores, and uh, Dolores, Colorado has a river running through it, leads into a lake, sits right on the, right on the, the lake, and uh, just a beautiful, beautiful place to be raised. You know, we had bike trails, and we had caves, and we did all the hiking and all that stuff and swimming holes. And it was just an amazing upbringing. Uh, my family, my dad uh, and my mom, I'm the middle child, have an older brother, younger sister. And so growing up in Colorado, it was just, uh, it was just a really amazing re- uh, relationship, family relationship, family-oriented place. My uh, grandparents, both sets of grandparents lived within 10 miles of, of our house. And so we just had a wonderful family. When I was 13 years old, uh, I had never seen my parents fight, ever. Um, you know, like I said, my dad was my coach and everything. My my mother was just an incredible mom and uh, didn't seem like we had any problems. And then when I was 13 years old, my parents shut us down and said that they were going to divorce. Mm. The rug kind of got pulled out from underneath our feet. Life hit us really hard. And uh, within six months, um, life really, really took a huge turn for us. My dad... Uh, didn't have anywhere to turn. Uh, we weren't a family of faith. We were a family of love, flooded with love, but we didn't have a we didn't have any faith background. Uh, you know, we would celebrate Christmas and Easter, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't any praying in the house. There wasn't any kind of devotion. We didn't have a Bible in the house. We didn't read. We didn't pray together. It was uh, just you know a lot of love, like I said. And, um, but when life hit, we didn't have anywhere to land, and so. My mother uh, ended up moving less than a year later down to southern New Mexico, a town called Alamogordo, New Mexico. My mom works. Uh, she does health education uh, and disease prevention for uh, the native tribes all across mm-hmm. America. And she uh, landed down there in a tribe that she's working for, the Apache tribe down there. And so uh, my mom moved 350 miles south. My dad got into some legal problems. Um, he turned to the bars, he turned to alcohol, he turned to uh, a drug life, and uh, it was all within six months. And so you can imagine a 13-year-old kid who kind of wow. had a mm-hmm. Beaver to Beaver family, and then all of a sudden we kind of turned into the Adams family <laughs> oh, <wow. Yeah. laughs> overnight. I joke about it now, but when it, when it was happening, it was tough. But uh, I just found myself at that age, guys, I found myself turning to sports. Uh, sports, I always like to say, was kind of like the arc for me. What what the arc was for Noah, it, sports was for me as mm-hmm. a kid. When life mm-hmm. was sending its floods, 
I kind of ran to the refuge of sports and I buried myself there. Um, mm. I played every sport I possibly could. I did everything you could ever imagine. I worked as hard as I could to be as good as I could at it and uh, found some success there. I uh, grew up, went, started kind of going back and forth between my mom and my dad's home and felt the pressure that I think many young men or young ladies feel when their parents are divorced. You kind of want to appease both parents and you feel torn in between. And so I spent time going back and forth. Um, but I ended up uh, graduating um, in Colorado. I graduated and went down to uh, Tucson, Arizona, played basketball for a junior college. Uh, Pima Community College, uh, which is down there. I was My dream was to make it to the U of A, uh, to be a Wildcat. And uh, while I was there, um, I had uh, ran into a guy that uh, was at the camp when I was a junior in high school. I got, uh, I came, I can let me back up a little bit. When I was a junior in high school, this is the most important part of the story, uh, I went to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes football and basketball camp. And uh, while I was there, I heard the gospel for the very first time. Mm. And uh, it was in the sports context, and so it kind of healed every, I guess, understanding or false understanding that I had about or preconceived ideas that I had about religious people or church people or whatever. You know, um, just really felt like they were respected but far from the reality of our lives. And so that was kind of how I was brought up. But uh, I saw guys just like me and guys where I wanted to be one day, uh, you know, carrying Bibles and preaching the gospel and loving people right where they were and uh, excited about Jesus and excited about sports. And, man, I was in the midst of a situation where life was falling apart, and I was crying myself to sleep at night, and nobody knew it. I was an all-star athlete with straight A's, but uh, dying on the inside. And I heard the gospel when I was a junior in high school at that Fellowship of Christian Athletes football and basketball camp and uh, asked Jesus to be Lord of my life. Mm. And, man, he took it, and he mm. took it serious. And so <laughs> hey, 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 I man. went to college and uh, started sharing my testimony. I got involved in a group there, an FCA group, and started sharing my testimony. And one of the coordinators of the camp where I got saved was at uh, – one of the meetings where I was sharing my testimony, and he asked me to come back and be a leader, um, a huddle leader, a camp counselor. And uh, while I was there, he, uh, it, you know, uh, the Lord just led me to uh, another school. I was getting ready to go play at New Mexico State University mm. and then to transfer. And then uh, I, I got, uh, excuse me, guys, <clears throat> I got an opportunity to go. Uh, play at Arizona Christian University. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coach was there at that camp, and so he asked me to come play at Arizona Christian. And I said, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I like Jesus, and I love the Bible and all that stuff, but I'm not ready for Bible college." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, the Lord just wouldn't let me take that conversation. Ended up moving to Phoenix. Wow. Uh, packing up everything I had, leaving everybody I knew, moved to Phoenix to go to Arizona Christian University, and. Played four years there and studied ministry. So Amen. that kind of gets yeah. me into, into mm-hmm. that. That's that's awesome, guys. We yeah. we're going to get to a quick break, but we're going to. Fo- I've got some follow up questions, man. I, what a okay. great testimony, Chad. And 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 I say it a lot on on this uh, this show. You know, we have we have a lot of guests that the worst thing that ever happened to them in their life is they stole a candy bar, and then we've got guys <laughs> that have had some trials and tribulations like you did at the age of thirteen that. 
you know, and when you said, hey, you accepted Jesus Christ and he was serious about it, that, that uh, man, there, there's a lot of people listening to this show that when they make that decision, they're going to understand the difference in their life like I had at, uh, at a later age and how Pastor Ken did at an early age. We'll continue our conversation with Pastor Chad Johnson. He's the founder of Elevate International and the team chaplain for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, we'll continue with him on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Young Express. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. I'm going to call ESPN. Hey, Mike, I thank the world of you, man. I, I love you, made, buddy. Hey, ESPN, <laughs> I've made a trade. I'm going to go on 105.7 on the big show on Monday. I have made a trade. I've traded Pastor Ken Keltner, Pastor Chad Johnson. He's out. You're in. It's the end of that. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my soon-to-be-let-go co-host, Pastor Ken Keltner. Oh, from Chad, Brookside, funny. You know, Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. He's the founder of Elevate International. Again, go to elevateinternational.org. It's a great website. Make sure that you put at least 15 minutes aside. When you go to elevateinternational.org or if you go to chatmjohnson.com, man, you're not going to be able to get away from these websites. There's such good stuff um, on it. And the amount of work that that Pastor Chad and his his team that they're doing is is incredible. And we're going to get into some of that. Uh, but welcome back to uh, Pastor Chad Johnson. He, uh, thank you so much for your testimony, that first segment. It was powerful, mm-hmm. and, and I really appreciate it. And I wanted to talk a little this segment about how you got into to working with major league teams and, and NFL teams. But I need to read, um, I'm I doing some research on Pastor Chad. The first uh, paragraph in one of the articles I read says this, um, I found out about uh, Pastor Chad Johnson last week when I asked Steelers cornerback Kevin Fogg during an interview who had, who made the biggest impression on him within the Steeler organization. I was ready to transcribe a familiar name like James Harrison, Cameron Hayward, even Mike Tomlin. Instead, I found myself saying, wait, who? The person who's made the biz- biggest impact on Fogg so far is Chad Johnson, the team chaplain. What a great first paragraph. I read that and then certainly read the, the rest of the article because of that paragraph. And and I think that says a lot about the work that you're doing. And I want to talk a little bit about how you got involved with, with the Steelers and the Dodgers and with professional athletes. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> It's pretty interesting, guys. I As I said in the last segment, you know, I came to – Saving Grace of Jesus at a fellowship Christian athlete football and basketball camp as a teenage kid and never having heard the gospel or been in church in my life. And um, <laughs> I just dove right back into sports, right where I you know, knew everything that I knew and everything where I was comfortable. Um, and it was interesting because while I was playing sports at, I played basketball at Arizona Christian University. And while I was there, I got involved in the inner city church serving, um, with the young people, and I continued to serve with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. 
uh, in the inner city. I was what they called a metro representative. So I was kind of like a chaplain at the age of about 20, 21 to about 12 high school teens in the inner city of Phoenix and uh, kind of learned how to do this, you know, uh, trial by error type <laughs> type of uh, crash course. But um, when I was a kid, growing up in that, man, it was just, it was an amazing experience. And so I, I loved it. And there was a guy who got the job at the Arizona Cardinals. His name was Dennis Green. Call him Denny Green. He mm. passed away last year. He's a great man. Did, um, oh, I, I, I hadn't heard that. That he passed yeah, away, yeah. I hadn't yeah. heard that. Wow. They are, they, hey, they they are what we thought they were. That's why exactly. the, the Chicago Bears. I'll never forget that. They are who yep. we thought they were. Oh man, hey, he's that's awesome. What he's remembered for in this generation. Yes, and you know what? <laughs> what Minnesota Vikings. What I remember most being a Packer fan. Uh, we used to, you know, Packers used to take it to him twice a year. I th- I think that's how it happened. I'm not quite sure, <laughs> but what a heck of a man he was. Yes. Oh, great guy. And he's, he's really the one that uh, kind of starts my whole journey into the professional sports world. Um, it's interesting because I was serving as I was serving in the inner city at a church in Phoenix. Uh, I, I became the youth pastor there, was serving and continued to serve as the Metro representative for the Social Christian Athletes and uh, was doing work there, just faithfully doing it. You know, I was barely making any money. And I like to say my, you know, my, Mitsubishi Galant, my 96 Mitsubishi Galant had three hubcaps on it. Two of them were wired on by clothes hangers. Because <laughs> I got tired of losing them on the freeway. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I was I was, I was was happy to be. I was just doing what I knew I was called to do. Anyhow, uh, a guy who was, uh, he, he would serve on my team, uh, you know, with the inner city kids. Uh, he was a drummer for us, and we would do these things called youth explosions, and he would drum once in a while for us, and so he was familiar with my ministry. Um, he was also a water meter reader for the city of Phoenix, and Denny Green is moving into his house on the hill in a nice area of Phoenix called Awatuki, and he was moving into uh, his house on the hill and needs his water mo- turn- turned on, and this, this gentleman was turning his water on, and uh, Denny Green and him strike up a conversation, and as Denny tells it, he says that you know they were in a conversation, and he said, "Hey, do you know any young men that can minister to uh, minister to athletes that are on fire for Jesus?" And you know, and he dropped my name in the bucket. And next thing you know, Dennis Green's calling my office left and right, and I'm thinking, you know, this surely can't be Dennis Green. Somebody's somebody's kidding me. You know, they're mm-hmm. they want to punk me. Ashton Kutcher's getting ready to come around the corner and 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 punch me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I thought. I said, man, I'll go ahead and give it a shot. So I called him, and sure enough, you know, at that time, you know, Dennis Green had been on ESPN, and I'm a sports fan, so I knew his voice. And I kind of pulled back the phone, like, oh, my gosh, it really is him. You know, and he said, and he's old school, so he said, he said, he said, he said like this. He said, Reverend, you know, I want you to come in to my office tomorrow, 7 o'clock a.m. Can you be here? I said, you know, who says no to that? I'm like, sure. He said, all right, see you then. Click. And I'm thinking, what in the world does he want me to That's <laughs> come awesome. do in the Arizona Cardinals to keep facilities? So I'm just thinking, you know, well, maybe he's heard of my work in the inner city and wants to kind of get plugged in with some of the players plugged in with what I'm doing with the athletes in the, in the urban community. Well, so as the story goes, I fast forward and I get there this morning and we probably talked for 20 minutes and he said, well, the real reason I brought you here is because I want you to be our team pastor. 
and I kind of just this, the room kind of spun around my head because I was only a uh, couple few months short of being 24 years old, mm. and uh, <clears throat> it was <laughs> like wow. you know me. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. uh, are you sure of me? And you know, and uh, went ahead and took the position and uh, served there for nine years. It was just an incredible, incredible time. My first, my very first chapel, though, pretty funny. My very first chapel in the NFL, Emmett Smith, of course, was on the team at that time. You know, I was a chaplain the last two years he played for the Arizona Cardinals. And so um, I roll in my 1996 Mitsubishi Galant uh, with my three hubcaps on it. And the only place, the only parking spot in the whole entire uh, parking lot of the Arizona Cardinals team facility was right next to Emma Smith's Midnight Blue Lamborghini. This is my first NFL chapel. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and I'm pulling up and my hubcaps are whipping and beating and, and I'm pull up there next to Emma Smith's Midnight Blue Lamborghini and I look over at it and, you know, it's shining in the Arizona sun and I sit there thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? You know? <laughs> And uh, I literally, before I got out of the car, I put my car in reverse, dialed Danny Green's number, and rehearsed my resignation speech before I ever stepped one foot out of the car Hmm. because I felt so underqualified. Um, You know, just a litany of thoughts kind of ran through my mind like a a train and uh, spun out of control, and literally I just felt so overwhelmed and underqualified. And right before... You know, I, I then he picked up the phone. I just felt a real nudging from the Lord and some strength. It was like locker room talk, man. It was like a pregame speech that he gave me. And, uh, you know, he said, I didn't bring you here, you know, to give them what you have, you know, to, to be able to have what they have. I came here, I brought you here so that you would give them what you, what you have. And I remember the scripture that was, that, you know, said silver and gold I don't have. But mm-hmm. such as I have, I give you in the name of Jesus, you know. And so I just was like, man, it was that, that locker room speech that has kept me. You know, I, I got out and preached my first um, chapel for the NFL. And 15 seasons later, here I am still. So, <laughs> Well, I, that's my question <laughs> to you. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's my question to you, Chad. What was your first challenge to him? My first challenge, you know, I think I think that I talked about David. And David having having been anointed when he was fifteen, but not reigning till he was thirty. Yeah. And I remember I remember speaking about just the process of how God grooms us and you know kind of molds us and shapes us and gets us ready to really really be able to step into our day when it comes. And mm-hmm. so the Makes, waiting process yeah. can so easily oh, you know, absolutely. jump off that. We we yeah. we have been on that on Sunday nights because we kind of want it and we want it now. And God yeah, said, yeah. David, no, I'm not giving it to you now. So that yeah. would that would have been a great challenge, man. <laughs> that's awesome. We are talking yeah, kind of we're talking with Chad, Pastor Chad Johnson. Again, now you can go to chadmjohnson.com for more information or elevateinternational.org. Chad is the team chaplain for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Los Angeles Dodgers. He's the founder of Elevate International. We're going to get you a break. Other side of the break. We're going to talk to Pastor Chad about Elevate International. You know, this is right up your alley, by the way, Pastor Ken. Love it. Man, he loves... Yeah, I'll just read the mission statement for this. Transform Mm -hmm. and equip the urban community to impact culture, one youth, one family, one generation at a time. 
they they uh, they do some great work and we want to talk a little bit about elevate international and when we do that and i'll talk about this uh, and i'll give you this website again but if you're feeling led to to help chad and the people at elevate international um with with the work they're doing there is a place on the website if you want to donate some money if you're feeling led to do that Again, please do that, and uh, it's it's a good website. Put some time aside, elevateinternational.org. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, each and almost every week, Pastor Ken Keltner, Brookside <laughs> Baptist Church. Yeah, our special yeah. guest, Pastor yeah. Chad Johnson. Man, that uh, I love the story on how mm-hmm. he got into into uh, working with professional athletes. That was great. You can check out his work again, chadmjohnson.com. Want to talk this segment about Elevate International. .org is is the website but Elevate International is really doing some great work and and the the website gives you an idea on some of the stuff that they're doing and I'm just really impressed. Chad g- give me if you can kind of background on how you started and and being the founder of Elevate International how that thing kind of started. Yeah, definitely. Uh it's, it's a fun journey, man. Um you know, I'm a white guy from small town Colorado. And I got thrown into the inner city uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. in, in Phoenix and started working with urban youth. And it's just, it's just cool how, how the Lord will, you know, take some maybe not so assumed some things that people would predict mm-hmm. and uh, really use it in that way. But um, it's been a fun, fun journey. I, I always had a heart, of course, for, for young people. And then, of course, when I, you know, with, with my testimony, uh, with respect to what happened with my family and my parents and things of that nature, I a lot of broken families and so um i had a you know a compassion a sense of empathy for a lot of these young men and young ladies that uh i was you know going to church with and seeing them and just dove right into their lives and so um we started elevate international on the heels of really saying from the experience that i got from camp fca camp as a 17 year old uh, student, you know, athlete who had his life broken into pieces, uh, you know, and uh, I'm looking at these kids with the same scenarios and saying, I know that Jesus can reach your life too. And so my goal was just to create an experience or a place where they could also have the same type of experience, a life-changing experience that I had as a, as a teenager. And so that was kind of how it, how it got formed. And we would take the kids away. We just started as a camp originally. We would take the inner city kids away, um, you know, for three, four days and get them away from their distractions and really just, you know, help them with any of their any of their problems, minister to their hearts, really relate to them. And it was a natural connection between my two worlds, my sports world and the athletes that I work with and then the kids that I work with in the inner city. So many of the guys in the locker room were also, you know, that was kind of their profile or their background and where their heart was. And so... 
it was cool for me to be able to see my athlete also diving in and helping me uh, reach these young people. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah, Chad, so is it a, um, I mean, you have a facility there? Do, do the kids come into the facility? I mean, do you have a gym with it? I mean, um, yeah, ball fields no, with it? I mean, what? Facilities. You don't have facilities? Okay. No, but we do, we, we run, so we, we partner with different organizations and, and really the city of Phoenix uh, for our, for, you know, any programs that we do. Um, we use city facilities and okay. uh, we, do, we have a young men's mentoring program. We have a young women's mentoring program. We have a school of business and entrepreneurship where we're teaching these young kids from the urban community to learn the, you know, the value of cash and the value of business and how to start a business. It's, that's been a, a fun journey. And then we have a leadership program. We also have a dad's program. It's called Dad Zone. Um, our Dad Zone program is, is to work and encourage uh, dads to get involved in their kids' lives because what I've seen in the, especially in the urban community, um, you know, the next biggest problem to us not knowing the Lord is these, these kids not having dads, mm. and um, it's just the, the issues that stem from that are just so vast and so, you know, it's a little overwhelming. But we say, you know, how to eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. And mm. so we just we started with our dad's own program, just saying, hey, we want to create a, a space and a time um, that's conducive for dads to be able to really connect with their kids. And it's not just dads, it's uncles or nephews and nieces or mentors and their mentees, you know, just just to uh, really encourage positive male interaction with these young people. Um, and then, of course, we do camps. We do we do a camp every summer for, for our youth. We just got back from our young adult uh, camp that we do as well. So there's just a lot of different stuff <laughs> happening within Elva International. You have to check out the website. Yeah, really, you really do. Pastor Chad, Pastor, let me ask you this. I've, I've coached basketball in a lot of different areas here in, in the city of Milwaukee. And I know going into some neighborhoods and some communities as, as, as a white basketball coach, it's hard, it's hard to gain trust in that community uh, until I, you know, until I show that, look, I'm not going anywhere. And when I tell you that that we have practice at seven o'clock, we have practice at seven o'clock. It's not seven fifteen. It's not seven eighteen. We start at seven o'clock. And I think consistency is is the key to this. And when you tell these young people something, whether it's it's a kid from the suburbs or a kid from the, the from the inner city, you have to, as an adult. You have to follow up on that. If I tell a player that I'm going to call him at 7.15 tonight to talk about playing time, I don't call him at 7.10, and I surely don't call him at 7.35. I call him at 7.15. And I think that gains their trust. How were you able to gain the trust uh, being such a young guy in the beginning uh, in the in the city of uh, Phoenix? Yeah, I think, it, honestly, it's the same thing. Honestly, I was going to say that very thing. I think consistency has, you know, taking <laughs> uh, this white kid from Colorado and, you know, I'm, I'm single and I'm not married, never had any kids, um, but I have thousands of kids, mainly, you know, African-American kids that call me pops, you know, mm. and it was because they've, they saw consistency in me, you mm -hmm. know, and that was the main thing at first. I used to tell them, like, I wouldn't let them call me that. You know, I'd say, no, 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 don't call me that because I'm not a dad. I'm not a dad to you. Like, I can't, 
you know, I can't be that for you. I don't want to set you up in that that respect. But I really got convicted in telling them no to not call me that because, you know, the Lord was like, well, you're the, to many of them, you're the closest thing they've got. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, that was just a really convicting thing and a very honoring thing. And so I've been able to have just wonderful relationship with so many young people and watch them now grow into, I've got spiritual grandkids and I'm only 39. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, hey Chad, one, you know? <laughs> yeah, w- one thing just in listening to you talk that that I try to verbalize, uh, you know, to folks is if you're going to impact people, you have to be able to connect with them. And just in visiting with you and seeing, you know, what, what God's been allowing you to do, he, he's taken you as a, a connector. I mean, you, I can just tell, you know, these kids want to be around you, especially if they're calling you pops. And God's using you to impact them, you know, for, for the Lord and, and for his kingdom. And I, I was glad to hear you say that I finally got convicted of that and said, hey, you, you can call me that. Because we've talked, Mike, to many college coaches, either football or basketball, who have said they're more than just a coach now. They're, they're, they're actually almost like a father figure in many cases. And, you, you know, you've been coaching high school ball for a long time, Mike, and, and you you probably even see it on the high school level. And and so really, Chad, it, it is. You're you're the one God has put in their life that they're that they're going to find stability and they're going to find guidance and even discipline at times, you know, to do the right thing. Oh, yeah, it's been I mean, it's just been incredible. It's a first off an incredible honor. Mm-hmm. Been a ton of fun. <laughs> hey, hey, Chad. Let me ask you this because I know personally, it, it yeah. when when and you're kind of like a coach for these kids. I, I would I would think that there are times when the kids that were um, either coaching or you're ministering to, they go down the wrong path, and it's all I, for some. Re- I take it really personal, and I don't know why I take it as personal as I do. Are you able to? Um, not take it so personal when 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 something like that happens. Well, I, I don't. I would say no. I mean, I would say yes because you know I know better. But my reaction definitely says no. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. you. You do life with these guys, these young ladies, and it's just like, oh man, you're so close, you know, and. I think that's ministry, though. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. if your heart's not in it, you definitely, I don't think, are qualified to be able to say it's truly real ministry. Right. But, um, you know, so, I, you know, there's been a lot of circumstances where I've had to really pick my heart up off the ground and just trust that, you know, the seeds that were thrown into their lives will come back around. Mm-hmm. You know? As a youth pastor for about 20 years, Chad, you know, kids are dying before you go to watch their ball games. And where, yeah, where, yeah. Where, where I would, I would go watch a game, and then I would see, you know, they they, they kind of quit on their team, you know, they didn't want to shake hands after the game, you know, and there are some there I just sense, hey God, you're giving me some opportunities to go go try to help them through this. But I I remember what you're talking about, Mike. Initially when I'd see it, it was just like my heart was saying, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, it's you know yeah. so I'm I'm sure, you know, you you have those opportunities just going and watching their games and, and getting with them afterwards, especially as an athlete, even to probably tell them, Hey, 
you need to make your crossover lower or whatever. But you, 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 you're you're you're, you're <laughs> like a dad. You're all in it with them. Now you understand, oh, pa- absolutely. Hey, Pastor Chad, just so you know that that Pastor Ken, he doesn't talk to these kids about the crossover. He he just talks about shooting jump shots, man. <laughs> he talks about float, hey, floating hey, out to the hey, corner. Shoot, shoot, shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot. Oh, man. Hey, we're going to get... Yeah, we're going to get to a break. I got a couple of follow-up questions for Pastor Chad yeah, Johnson on the other side of the break. Again, he's the founder, Elevate International. If, you, if you're being led, go to elevateinternational.org. There's a place you can donate... Um, Help these guys out. They're doing great work. Uh, you can also find information on Chad at chadmjohnson.com. He is uh, the founder of Elevate International, team chaplain for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll finish our show. Got a couple follow-up questions for Pastor Chad Johnson on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone. A journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our guest today, he's a good one. I'm telling you, Pastor Chad Johnson. Go to elevateinternational.org for more information on the great work that Pastor Chad Johnson and his group are doing. One of the questions that that uh, Pastor Ken had for you during the break is you guys do a lot of things, not only here in the United States, but internationally, correct? mission to Puerto Rico every single summer. Uh, we, I take a team down there, usually... Is that basketball, or what is that? Oh, yeah, no. Well, we do all kinds of things, but we okay. have a camp down there. It's, just a, it's a youth camp. Okay. A youth retreat. It's really cool because the retreat site that we use is off in the rainforest, the El Junque rainforest. So it's pretty awesome. But we have about 250 to 300 uh, uh-huh. youth and young adults from the San Juan ur- urban area that we take to that retreat. And then every year during Passion Week, um, leading up to Easter, we take a group to Haiti, and we minister down there. We have a youth rally, youth um, revival that for five nights that hmm. attracts anywhere from ten to 20,000 teenagers each year. And so we've been doing that for almost the last seven, eight years. I think it's been eight years now. And so hmm. it's just awesome. We have a school down there that we support, um, an orphanage that we've been supporting for the last eight Ten years and watching these kids grow up. Now they're, you know, many of them are adults now. And we're helping them kind of get inter- integrated into society. So hmm. we do, we do, um, you know, abroad missions, but we also have urban missions in the city. So one of the things I'm really excited about is our urban missionary program. Um, all of us raise our own support. We're all missionaries. I'm even a missionary to the okay. professional sports world and the urban community. Uh, you know, and so we all raise our own support, but. Um, we just hired a young lady within the last year, and she's a urban missionary to our urban uh, youth in the arts and in the dance area. And so she's just started an urban hip-hop squad, and she has a school of arts and discipleship. And so she's just, her and her whole team's just rocking the city. And um, 
we're excited about that too. So hey, let me, let me ask you a question, Chad. On you, you said you're you're taking teams over like to Haiti and Puerto Rico. Uh, yeah. Are are those some of your teenagers that you've been working with there? Um, it is okay, and, and so and, and so they have to raise their own support. Yes. Okay, exactly. and so do uh, do they do work for that, or can people, you know, send money donate. to try to donate? Yeah, yeah to help them donate, get there. Mm-hmm. People can donate to our missions, uh, and they can specify, you know, what, uh, you know, when they go to the Elevate site, you can actually specify where you'd mm-hmm. like to donate towards. And so, uh, there's a missions tab. Yeah, if you're able to donate towards. But yeah, I even take. Uh, it's it's cool because this year I'm taking a, uh, and I have in the past too, probably taken anywhere between eight to ten um, NFL players and their wives with oh. me on the um, international missions wow. wow. as well. And this year, Anquan Bolden and a couple of, of guys from um, the NFL, my friends that I've discipled and kind of walked with, are going with me. Yeah. Just a couple weeks. Do you, how, how many kids do you take on that trip? Well, it depends. Um, this year, we you know, it's, it should be about half. So we'll have a team of about 15 this year. Okay. So it'll, you know, it'll be about half. Do they have to qualify? I mean, do, I mean, do, do you have to they say, do. "Hey, I, I got to see something out of you," you know, to, you know, to to take to warrant taking you on this trip? So you don't, yeah. you're not taking problem kids over there to create more problems for yourself. Yeah, you, no, no, you, you, you've separated that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we do the same. We do the same in suburban uh, Milwaukee. We make the kids qualify. He, uh, Pastor yeah, Chad, Chad Johnson, talked about they. Um, they they have to get their own support, and I talked about this early in the show. And uh, I think it's uh, apparent that if you're feeling led, uh, elevateinternational.org, go in and help these guys out. They're they're doing great work, not only you know in the Phoenix area, but uh, you know throughout the world. And and you you can tell by the the time that we spent with Pastor Chad that man, he's a good guy. He's doing great work. I, I'm so happy that we've been able to spend this hour with him. Chad, did you say you're 39 years old? 39. 39. I'll be 40 in July. Okay, hmm. so, if, so if we got into a three-on-three tournament, 40 and over, he can rebound. Will, will you rebound and pass the ball to Pastor Ken and I a little bit? Because, <laughs> man, we keep so finding guys. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, were you were, were you a guard or a forward? What What were you? <laughs> I was a guard. Shooting guard or point yeah, guard? Yeah, big so, difference. Shooting both. guard or point? Both. Okay, uh-huh. so get those. Get the passing. Down. Gap penetration, yeah, gap check. penetration, and wanna... I'll be on your right, <laughs> and that's easier for you to make Man, that pass. You want... As long as you can set up as long as you can set up a good pick, we can handle, we can handle the pick oh, he, he ain't kick, hey, He ain't kicking it back. There's no post and repost of Pastor Ken. The ball goes to the now, corner. If, man, if they never... double team me, brother, you'll be getting yeah, it, Chad. Man, because you know, he, he ain't passing to me. I tell I'll, you I'll, what, hit, I'll hit him on a back door. Man, I'm not going back door. I'm just sitting on top of the key waiting for the, waiting for the ball. Man, he is Pastor Chad Johnson again. ChadMJohnson.com or ElevateInternational.org is uh, is just a great place to find out more about him. His vision statement, the mission statement, not only for some of the things that he does um, personally, but through Elevate International. Hey, before we um, go, Pastor, I ask a lot of athletes this question, and I'm wondering how you feel about it. Is it easier for, for athletes to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room? Wow. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly think it kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, there's the peer pressure on the inside, 
you know, and then there's the outside pressures of so many different temptations outside for them. Um, but I think if they can, you know, if they've got one, they should be able to handle the other, you know. Um, my encouragement to them, though, throughout the year is because they spend so much time in that locker room, you know, next to one another, next to their brothers, they, you truly become family, you know, yes. when you're when you're playing on a team together because you spend so much time together. And so my charge to the athletes, uh, you know, the players that I work with is, you know, you've got a brother on your right and you're on your left. And, uh, you know, so many people say, I want the Lord to use me. I want the Lord to use me on such a huge scale. And I said, but we skip over the people that God sends us right there, right on our right and our, mm, our left. That's awesome. You know, and I, yeah, and so I just charge them. I'm like, guys, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be this public, amazing, perfect, mm-hmm. you know, Christian to let your light shine. You know, mm-hmm. let's start in the grassroots of your locker room and let's just, let's learn how to serve mm-hmm. your brothers on your right and on your left. I agree. Get Pat, that down. Hey, if you get that down, we're I tough. feel like the rest of your witness, as you live out of that, that strength, you know, the rest of your witness will be strong to the world. Yeah, you know? I agree. Pa- guys, we have got to go. Pastor Chad Johnson, thank you so much. Again, chadmjohnson.com, elevateinternational.org, uh, great websites. Keep up the good work, young man. Well done. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you thank you, Chad. Chad. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.